Today, I am interviewing Liz Seibert, an Ivy League student and model. Liz has traveled the world modeling and remains constantly in the spotlight, whether she is walking down the runway or just simply going on a date with her boyfriend, fellow celebrity James Niece. Liz has 600,000 followers and 30 million likes on her TikTok account, where she shares with young girls how she worked hard to make her own dreams come true. The definition of an it girl has been rapidly changing in the year 2021. Nowadays, an it girl juggles multiple streams of income all while living her life in the spotlight. My mission is to interview the it girls of today to discover their secrets to success to share with you. My name is Sarah Gullickson and this is the She Is It Report. Today on the She Is It Report podcast, I have the amazing Liz Seibert. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. So Liz, I know the internet has a thousand questions for you because you are popping off. It's amazing. So wait, so let's talk about this amazing modeling career you have. So how did you get scouted? Shopping for a graduation dress with my mom in like a Marshalls or TJ Maxx, one of those like stores. Mm -hmm. And um, this woman comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, how tall are you? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm 5'11", 5'10". I'm like taller than that, but I didn't want to admit it. Um, So she asked how tall I was and I told her I was 5'11". And she was like, okay, well, have you ever thought about modeling? And I was like, not really. Like at the time I was just super into school and just hadn't even thought about it. I didn't even know what like Chanel was. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she gave me the contact number for a manager, a model manager who I ended up meeting and I'm now signed to. And she has taken me everywhere I've gone with my career. And that one little interaction, it's so crazy to think like if I hadn't been in that store at that time, I might not be where I am today, but sometimes it just happens like that. So where are you from? (laughs) From Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So being from Philadelphia, so what was that transition like between modeling and, you know, just being like a normal high school girl, like you were shopping for your graduation dress. It sounds like it was so meant to be that you were scouted. It was, yeah, it's funny. It was actually like at the exact perfect time because I had just gotten accepted into a few colleges. I was trying to decide where I wanted to go to school. And it was kind of like, I met this manager and she was like, you know what? We're just going to submit you. We're just going to submit you everywhere. Yeah. And within like a week, she was like, all right, she put contracts on the table. She was like, you've got Milan, you've got Paris, you've got South Africa, you've got Asia if you want. And I was like, what do I do? Like, what do I do with this information? Like, I don't, I've never, I mean, obviously I've left the state, but like, I've lived in Philly my whole life. I went to yeah. a school with like 50 kids. Yeah. Um, I had never left my home for more than like a week at mm-hmm. a time. And she's like, you know, Milan for three months and I'm like wow I don't even know Italian so yeah, yeah, you don't speak <laughs> Italian <laughs> I was in between deciding to go so the the school that I technically am a student at now is mm-hmm. the University of Pennsylvania and I was deciding between okay this is all I worked for for these past four years of my life in high school do mm-hmm. I literally just drop everything and go to Milan or go to Paris or do this thing that I don't even know why I'm doing it, but she's telling me I can be successful. And mm-hmm. it was kind of this perfect time where I was like at a crossroads. And obviously, you know, I ended up deciding to, I contacted my school obviously, and I just told them the situation and they were like, take a leave, do your mm-hmm. thing. Your spot will be here when you get back. And so I was like, you know what? No reason not to try. And so yeah. I just did. That's amazing. So what did you think of Italy? Italy was beautiful. Italy was like first time in Europe. um, Just like an insane experience, you know, like when you're there and you're so I stayed in a model apartment for the first time, which was so weird. I was like the only girl who spoke English natively. And so (laughs) everyone else was there's like 30 girls in this apartment and everyone else was like speaking all these other languages. And I'm like, someone talk to me I don't know how to talk to any of you guys definitely like a culture shock but I learned a ton about the modeling industry and started booking my first work and it was really cool like you know it was 
definitely like my first experience being away from home and like not getting that normal college experience mm-hmm. that was kind of my first time like being away from home but you know entering the modeling industry like that when you're just kind of you know fresh out of high school don't really know what you're doing um, don't really know anything about the modeling industry it's a lot it's intense so mm-hmm. yeah but it was good it was a good experience so I, I want to take it back to where you're going to school now. So I think a lot of girls will be really curious to hear your study tips because your school is so amazing. It's, a, it's an Ivy League school. Yes, yes. Tell us because we, we know how to pose. We know how to like walk down the runway because of your videos, but how do we get into an Ivy League school? <laughs> um, you know, I always tell people like, it's, it's, it's hard to say that anyone can get in. But I truly believe that if you set your mind to it and you set your intentions and you set your goals early on, you can totally do it. Like, you don't have to be this crazy, you know, genius to get in. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not no genius. I'm just a normal girl. Um, But I set this goal for myself. And what I did in high school was I, I mean, full disclosure, I didn't get perfect grades. I didn't get a perfect SAT score. Um, And most of my friends at school didn't either but what I've noticed most Ivy students have in common is that they have a really unique passion and yes they're very intellectual and yes they're very motivated and do a lot of things but I think um, it's better to show that you're passionate about one or two things like like for example like I I loved math and Mm -hmm. I was captain of the math leaf. I did calculus competitions every year. I took every single math class my school offered, like did the whole deal. I tutored, like mm-hmm. I showed my interest in math, not studying math, like that path completely shifted, but that doesn't matter because in my application, I showed them that I was passionate about something. And obviously I had other passions as well, but I think people get really stuck on like, how many APs are you taking? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what's your GPA? Yeah. What's your SAT score? I think it's more important to just show that you're passionate about something and really be passionate about it. Like you don't have to fake a lot of people like say like, oh, I'm doing this for my college apps. Well, they can see right through that because everyone knows that. You got to find something that sets you apart and really take it to the fullest extent. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> that's so yeah, cool. hopefully that's helpful. Did you have fun on the athletes? Oh, it was so fun. It was like my favorite experience of high school. It was like me. I think I was the only girl, girl on the team. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. And we won. We won my senior year. Finally. I was so excited. That's exciting. Um, but it was, re- it was really, really fun. It was like one of my favorite. I liked it better than any of the sports I played. Any of the actual athletic things I did. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was awesome. really fun. You know, you guys listening are probably, you know, pretty shocked to hear she was on the mathletes. I'm shocked too, but uh, here's another secret. I was on the robotics team in high school. Oh my gosh. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. It was awesome. My fellow nerd. I loved it. Pretty girls can be smart just in case you, you, you were wondering. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can be a, you can be a duo. Yeah, you can. Honestly, you're better off focusing on your um, goals, your interests, what you're passionate about. And then, you know, you know, doing your makeup a little bit later, is what I would say. Exactly. Completely Get those agree. good grades, ladies. <laughs> exactly. Focus on the school and then all the other stuff will come after. Liz, so do you have a favorite modeling story? <laughs> so I was thinking about this and... <laughs> I have, I have some cool stories, but I think my favorite is just the funniest one. And it's, it's so embarrassing. Oh my and God, you guys, we're so lucky to be hearing whatever story this is. <laughs> whatever you're doing, if you're driving in the car, just take a moment, lend a listening ear. I'm ready. <laughs> this needs full attention. So it was my first New York Fashion Week. I finally was signed in New York. I finally was ready to do Fashion Week and I booked a few shows. Super excited, super nervous. Hardly knew how to walk in heels. Didn't know what I was doing. Um, I had literally done like two photo shoots, which like, you know, as a model, like you, you're doing photo shoots every week. Like you, that's, that's nothing. So 
no idea what I was doing. I was just a little nerd girl who, you know, knew about math and stuff, but knew nothing about going to a, a New York Fashion Week show and being a model. That, that wasn't me. So anyways, it was my very first show of the season. And I get there at like, I think it was 12 p.m. And it was a presentation. And um, that's just, it. I mean, you know what that is, but just if anyone's yeah, not Yeah, you might want to explain to the girls. Can you explain what a presentation is? Sure. So a runway show, we know what runway shows are. You just walk. Presentation show is when they literally just have the models put on the clothes and stand. So you just literally stand there. Um, sometimes they'll have you sit, whatever, but usually it's for just hours. standing. For hours. <laughs> for hours. Yeah. I've done these long time. Long time. I, <laughs> long, long time. Long time. Um, so I, I didn't know what that was. So I just show up assuming that I'm going to be walking. Um, and I'm like, okay, it's like 30 seconds. I can walk and I can be done. Like, it's fine. It's 30 seconds of my life. I can get through it. Um, and then when I get there, the other models start talking about like, oh, it's a presentation. Like, make sure you don't lock your knees. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does locking your knees mean? And they're like, if you lock your knees, you're going to pass out. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to pass out. Yeah. And they were like, no, literally like models pass out all the time at these. And I was like, no, they don't. And I was something in me knew something bad was going to happen. Um, oh no. <laughs> okay, go on, go on. So, um, the day goes on and like I said, we had gotten there at like noon because with mm. shows you get there super early and we spend hours preparing, you know, makeup, mm. you know, final touches on the clothes, hair. So there was food. Okay. The designer ordered pizza for the models. Good. That's good. Me being a new model, not so none of the other models ate the pizza. Mm-hmm. And me being a new model, I was kind of like, they're not eating. Should I not eat? So no one ate the no pizza. <laughs> no one ate the pizza. <laughs> I was like, wait, I kind of want some pizza, but like, I can't just be the only one yeah. looking. I mean, if it was, if it was me today, oh my God, I'd be eating that whole freaking thing. Yes. But no one was eating the pizza. No one was, and it was a swimsuit show. So I think that's why everyone was nervous to like eat the pizza. No one wanted to look bloated, whatever. Uh-huh. Um. And I was wearing a bikini, which was mm-hmm. terrifying, and some heels. So finally, it gets to like 7 p.m., and they start the show, and wow. we get on stage. I'm very, very careful not to lock my knees. I'm like, don't lock knees. Don't lock knees. That's the only thing that's going through your head. You're going to pass out if you lock your knees. Mm-hmm. And we get up there, and they've got this massive pit, just photographers everywhere, just, you know, click, click, flash, flash, like everywhere. And after like 10 minutes, I started just feeling like not so good, just in my body, just kind of like I had to throw up. Mm-hmm. And then I got like really cold sweat and then just fully passed out on stage with all the photographers there, like on stage, fully passed out, like so- hit the ground. Well, I'm really so bad. sorry. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's like, <laughs> it was, I was mortified. I mean, I thought that my modeling career was over before it even started. Like, you know, when, when you're a new model, you think that everything you do is going to ruin your career. But the truth is, it's just not like no one cares, you know, mm-hmm. um, the designer was super nice. I thought he was going to like yell at me. I, I thought I was literally going to die, but he was so nice. He like brought me a cupcake. Um, and then I ended you up better bring you a cupcake. Are you season. kidding? Me? <laughs> I know I'm like the bare minimum. I'm like, yes, it's one of my favorite stories just because I think it's a very relatable thing where like you have no idea what you're doing and things just go horribly, horribly wrong. Um, I think we've all had one of those moments and it feels terrible in the moment. But I think the moral of the story is just that like if something goes wrong, life goes on and everything's OK. And it was probably better for my career in the long run because it made me memorable. Yes. So your boyfriend is an influencer. How did you meet your boyfriend? What is it like dating a fellow influencer? Tell us. The girls were curious. I don't think I've ever said this publicly. Yes. But James and I met on Tinder, which is, I, th- I thought it was embarrassing at first. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't want to tell my parents. And I was mm-hmm. like... 
if we met on Tinder, people are going to think it's, like, weird. But I remember, like, at the time, he was in school in North Carolina. He was at a university there, um, and I was home. Um, I was, like, in and out of modeling trips, but I was home at the time. And he was just going through a lot at school, and I had just had a bad previous relationship. Like, I, I needed something to kind of get my mind off of that. And so my friend mm-hmm. was like, just download Tinder. Um, yeah. And it was kind of the same vibe for him. He was like, I'm just going to get it. I don't care. Like, he had nothing going on at school, didn't like it. Um, and the only thing he really had was social media. Um, and, you know, I remember, like, us just saying, like, we were swiping, 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 like, on people and everyone's just the same like not I mean not to generalize but like on tinder it's it's hard to find someone who's not gonna just give you like dry like hey hello how are you um and with me and him we just started talking and kept talking and I didn't think I'd ever meet up with someone from tinder but mm-hmm. um we did end up meeting up obviously and um I didn't know that he had this massive platform um on TikTok until we had already been talking for like three months or two months wow he wasn't mentioning it wait so how did you find out he was super lucky about it oh gosh how did I find out I think that he followed me on Instagram finally it took him forever because I didn't want to give him my Instagram because all my model stuff was up there and I was like I can't this is embarrassing like I don't know so modern day romance you're hiding that you're a model and he's hiding that he's an influencer he's meant to be yeah Mm -hmm. so finally we exchange instagrams and you know you know guys guys don't really they're not really they don't really use social media they'll post like once a year and I saw that he had a ton of followers and I was like what the heck like where did that come from and then I like googled his name (laughs) all this stuff came up and I saw that he was an influencer and he was like one of the biggest guys on like musically or whatever and all this stuff and I was like oh my gosh like this is weird um so then I told him I was like hey um are you this person (laughs) um yeah (laughs) um really just just the most what's the word like anticlimactic like is this you yeah yeah (laughs) yeah from there I I just kind of learned about the world of social media and then um that's actually like kind of why I started posting on social media myself which is interesting like I don't know if I would have started if it weren't for me dating him Mm -hmm. um like once the pandemic started and there wasn't really any work modeling I was like what do I do so I just started posting on TikTok which I think is similar to probably when you started too I think we started around the same time yeah my cousin she posted a TikTok and it got a million views she posted a dancing video and you know we have a healthy you know cousin rivalry Ooh, okay (laughs) okay wait, if Ashley can do it, I can do this. That's when I started posting on TikTok it was right around the time that my cousin went viral because I was like, this is awesome. And then I started posting dancing videos, except Ashley grew up dancing and I can't dance. <laughs> so it was hilarious. It was, it was not my forte whatsoever. <laughs> That's so funny. I never saw your dancing videos. I no, might have to go back I, and stop. I hope they're not on the internet anymore. Do not watch them. <laughs> I'm sure I can find them. So to bring it back to your relationship. So from his perspective, he's looking at your social media thinking the same thing where it's like, oh my God, wait, she's a model. It's true, I, you know, yeah. Well, so the difference was that he he knew I was a model mm-hmm. um, because there was one of the pictures I posted on Tinder um mm-hmm. was like a runway picture because I was like yeah. you know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna find a person if I'm gonna date them they're, they're gonna know you know so I posted one yeah. and that was it's actually so funny because he texted me on tinder for the very first time and I had like a very dry answer and it, the conversation dissipated like like exactly what I was saying <laughs> like how you text and it, it just nothing goes anywhere because that's what tinder is yes um and then like three weeks later, I posted that runway photo just because whatever, updating my profile <laughs> as one does. Um, 
and he responds to it and he's like what agency are you signed with and I was like oh okay how do you even know what an agency is because he actually for a brief period um kind of tried modeling when he was in social media was like getting scouted by some agencies but um so he knew about it but we didn't really talk about it um and I don't think he knew it was like a big part of my life until then because um you know I literally took time off of school I took two years off of school to do it so it was like a huge part of my life that he didn't really know about until he saw my Instagram oh yeah it's it's an important thing to address because with modeling you know there's the glamorous side that I think that we both document on our TikToks right but there's the where the rubber meets the road where you know whoever you want to be dating when you first meet someone it's one of those things where you're like, do I mention it? Do they know right. what, you know, what's going on where a lot of my friends who are models as well have the same thing where, you know, they'll meet a guy and then they'll try to not mention it, but then you look deceitful. But then if you lead with it, you know, it's also, it's hard to know where that's going to go. Cause he could be dating you just because you're a model. So, right. you know, it's hard to know, but that's so, so true. Exactly. Yeah. Something I wanted to mention too is both of you have significant followings. Do you ever get recognized in public? What is that like? It's so funny because when I first started dating him, I I knew that he had a ton of followers and I knew Mm -hmm. that he was this influencer guy and whatever, like that was his life for a few years before he knew me. Cause he's been doing this. I mean, he's 21 now. He's been doing this since he was 14. Um, Like for real, for real. And so he actually, he visited me when I took my trip to Milan, my very first modeling trip, he flew over. So he flew to Milan to visit you. He flew to Milan. As soon as he, as soon as I like signed the contract, he was like, I'm coming. And I was like, what? Like, you can't just come to Milan. And he's like, watch me. So he came and (laughs) one of the first days that we were there, we were walking along, we were walking around Navigli, which is like a little cute area of Milan I'm sure you've been and um, it's like it's the area where a lot of the college kids hang out it's beautiful oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's so Mm. pretty it's like my favorite part but we're walking around there and there was like four people that just started freaking out and I was like what's going on what's going on because we we had only been dating for like a month at this point and so I I just didn't I just didn't know that this was a thing. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, oh my God. And they're like speaking in Italian. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? And James knew right away. Like James knew that they were fans. But so yeah, they stopped. They took some photos. They had a little moment. And then obviously after that, like, you know, it, it happens when you're in public, especially around New York and stuff. And I've gotten more used to it. And actually it started happening. So it only ever would happen to him because he was the guy mm-hmm. on social media. And then once the pandemic started, um, and I grew my following and I'm sure it's probably similar for you. Like it didn't, I never really got recognized because every we're in a pandemic. So everyone's like wearing masks and everyone's freaking out and no one wants to go up to people. Um, but I think I got recognized in public for the very first time only just a few months ago, like five or six months ago now, um, in Brooklyn. And I was like, happened to me you know like it was the first time that it was me and not him like obviously I've seen it happen to him a Mm -hmm. bunch of times but when it happened to me for the first time it was like whoa yeah wow Um, and it happens like in the city um because you know there's so many people in New York does it does it ever happen in Arizona to you yeah it does it happens a lot well there was okay the sweetest one that just recently happened this last week there was a girl, I went to Starbucks and I ordered, um, I ordered an iced caramel macchiato and the girl who was making it, I overheard her talking to her coworker and she was like, I've never been so nervous in my life to make a caramel macchiato. And then, oh my gosh. Just make it, just make it. And I was, I, I didn't know what to say where I was like, I wasn't in the conversation, but I felt so like that was the sweetest thing, you know? That's so cute. That's so cute. So cute. And I was like, I I will say the caramel macchiato did taste like it had extra love, you know? (laughs) As it should. As it should. She killed it. She really killed Killed it. it. It was a great caramel macchiato. Oh my gosh. But I can imagine, like, think about it, ladies. James flew to Milan. 
to visit you. You're in Italy and then he gets recognized, you know, while you're walking around. Like how insane that must feel as an American girl flying, you know, to a totally different country and then having encounters with fans. Okay, so since we're talking about TikTok, we have to address the you're in the spotlight. How do you handle the pressure of being in the spotlight? It's definitely weird. It's definitely an adjustment that you have to make. Um, you know, going from someone who can just live their life and post what they want to post or not post what they want to post. And, you know, just that's your life. You know, your your life doesn't revolve around being in the public eye. And that's I, that's, I think, what most people live mm-hmm. with. And when you start doing social media, there's this transition period where you don't really understand that you're an influencer until you understand that you're an influencer and I don't know if that makes any sense but I'll give an example so when there was a ton of protests I can't remember the month but it was when George Floyd was murdered yeah um and everyone was out in the streets protesting and I live in Philly and I was in Philly at the time and so yeah I was out every single day I mean I was out protesting and and you know trying to make our voices heard to get all of this stuff to stop and I remember I had just started TikTok well not just started but I I was pretty new I I didn't know what it felt like to be an influencer I didn't see myself as an influencer or someone with that responsibility or that power following um yeah, exactly. So I was out, I was at these protests, I was making signs, I was leading chants, you know, stuff like that for days, yeah. like four days. Amazing. And one of my close friends texted me and she was like, Liz, like, why haven't you posted anything? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She was like, well, I've been looking at your Instagram for the past like four days and everyone's posting and you're not posting. You're like, and I'm I was there. like, I'm here. I, yeah, I was like, I'm, what do you mean posting? Like, I'm, I'm out at the protest. Like, I'm doing what we need to do. I'm, I'm doing what everyone should be doing. Like, I'm doing yeah. my part kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just like, well, you have this crazy platform. Like, I can't believe that you're not posting. Like, you know, and I was like, I, I do have a platform. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I wasn't used to having this voice where if I say something, people are going to see it. People are going to hear it. Yeah. So then of course, you know, I, I thought about it and I, Mm -hmm. I figured out, you know, what I wanted to say and how I wanted to use that platform because one of my biggest things of like having a platform and obviously like my platform isn't nearly as big as, you know, some of these people who really, really have a major influence. But I think like one of the most important things to me about having a platform is just making sure that I use it to promote the right things and just, you know, make the world a better place. People listen to people online. What video was the first video that started gaining traction for you? Um, people ask me this a lot and I think it was, I kind of just started posting like whatever, mm-hmm. um, just my life. Like, this is funny. I did do a couple dances as well. <laughs> we all thought Charlie D'Amelio. I'm just saying. Oh, for sure. We really all had that moment. Um, but when I started realizing that the dances didn't do well, I remember I posted a couple of just model, like model related videos and mm-hmm. they did pretty well, like not crazy well, but I remember them doing significantly better than my other videos had been doing. Like maybe my videos had been getting like 500 views. These videos got like 15K, 16K. And it was just like, you know, just, I briefly mentioned that I was a model kind of thing. Um, So then I was like, okay, maybe there's a market here. Like maybe I should start posting more about my modeling career because people seem to be interested. And so I remember the first video that I did that ended up actually getting like 5 million views was like, um, I talked about all the different celebrities that I've met, like in my modeling career. I remember this video. (laughs) Yeah, so people really liked that one and I gained a ton of followers and then I just kind of like 
after that just started learning like what people like to see and how to put my own spin on it how to be myself that kind of thing I I was very strategic about it I was like okay this is gonna be the one I was like I can do this so my first one was I had recently met Kim Kardashian at one of the shows I did and I was like Mm -hmm. if I mention Kim Kardashian people are gonna listen so Mm -hmm. um I think I put her first because I thought that that would be attention grabbing I talked about Kim Kardashian I met her at the Serena Williams show um Mm -hmm. she came backstage she talked to me for like 30 seconds and I thought I was like literally gonna die and then I talked about so this was at the Serena Williams show so obviously I met Serena Williams she like talked to me at the casting she picked me for her show she told me my walk wasn't good enough and we worked on it and I it was it was crazy like definitely a fangirl Mm -hmm. moment for her for me I I love Serena Mm -hmm. um and I've loved her for forever she is one of my girl crushes one of my top inspirations how could she not be she's amazing she's amazing amazing (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I talked about her I talked about um who else did I talk about Alessandra and Brozio I think I met at one of my shows so I was like let me throw her in there yeah um love her as well she's definitely a girl crush um there was a couple other I mentioned that I can't remember but I guess you'll have to go check it out yeah <laughs> you guys will definitely have to check out her TikTok for sure so your handle is it's Liz Seibert so Liz um s-e-i-b-e-r-t Alrighty, ladies, you have to go check out that video. That'll be amazing. I I think it's so interesting, you know, that you were sort of thrown into the spotlight. You were just, you were shopping for your graduation dress, living your life in Philadelphia. And then all of a sudden, this one woman comes up to you, changes your life forever. And now you're just thrust into like New York Fashion Week and, you know, modeling in Italy and just sort of meeting all these different celebrities that most people don't even have the opportunity to meet. You know, it's such a unique story. You have this unique experience. How does it feel to be a role model to young girls? Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, like I was saying, like, it's definitely not something that I take lightly. Like I, understand the importance of being that person to girls because you know I remember when I was I don't know 14 15 and and influencers like girl influencers were kind of just starting to become a thing and I remember I followed a few girls and I can't remember all their names but like RCL Beauty I thought she was so Mm -hmm. cool and um I just I I know the the true um amount of influence that we have on young people in particular and their developing minds and stuff like that and I as I continue my career all I want to do is just learn more about how to use my platform for the better of that generation and for the better of all of the people who consume the content I create so I'm thinking and this is this is tentative because you know I'm, I'm early on in my college career but I'm thinking I'm gonna study Film and, film and media and psychology so that I can combine, um, you know, learning about how the media affects people who consume it. That's amazing. Wow. Thanks. You know, I could, I think I could tell that you were going to move in this direction because you mentioned, and this is a good TikTok tip, ladies. I know you're going to want to hear this. When you first post a video, you were saying that you had the hook of talking about Kim Kardashian, which is so important because you know, that first three seconds, two seconds, whatever it is, you need to get someone's attention with video. So I, I think that that's a good tip for us all to learn is, you know, when you're making a video, if you want to go viral, like Liz and I, then <laughs> make sure that you have a good hook for your video so that it kind of grabs exactly. the attention of the audience. It's like a story, you know, lots of little tips like that a little secret. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned struggling with your acne on TikTok. Is there anything that you would want to tell young girls who struggle with acne as well? I mean, that's that's a good question. And I'm glad that you brought it up just because one of the reasons that I started being more open about my skin struggles on my pages is just because like, I remember feeling so alone. I've kind of always had skin struggles um, in my life, just off and on. 
And I just remember feeling so alone about it. And just like, I was the only one in the world dealing with this, which just is so not true. And I think like a lot of people think like, oh, you know, models are perfect and they have perfect skin and, you know, all of that. And it's just, it's not true. I mean, we're human and I get breakouts all the time. I get breakouts when I'm stressed and it's a normal thing. And so I think that's the reason I like to talk about it is because I think people just don't talk about it. They're not alone. It, it happens to all of us. And I think if you want some tips for acne, um, my, my biggest thing, and I actually just posted a TikTok about this, but mm-hmm. um, I had been struggling with my skin recently. My skin had gotten to a point where it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved to New York and I moved to Manhattan actually and I was really struggling with my skin like all over again like it just started going crazy after it had been so good for so long and um I had no idea why and I was trying out different products and talking to dermatologists and everything um and it turns out that my only issue was that I was stressed and it was just hormonal breakouts of me just being like so caught up in myself and then I'd get breakouts and then I'd get more stressed and it was just a bad cycle. So I think, you know, if you've struggled with acne for a long time, um, maybe just try to look at like, what is the root of the cause? So are you stressed? Like, does it come when you're stressed? Um, You know, maybe does it come from, I think for me, like not only just stress, but when I eat dairy, like I get breakouts, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like, it's not always just obviously like skincare by Hiram, love him. He's amazing. And he's helped me a lot, but it's not going to just be the products that you use. It's going to be a lot of other factors. Um, so that's what I would say. If you need tips on, on yeah, uh, your exactly. skin, I actually have back acne. I'm just going to throw that out there. Mm. So, but I've had, I had acne when I was a teenager on my face and then back acne as an adult. Um, so I definitely have you know, been to the dermatologist a few times and definitely something that is important for like all the girls who are listening out there to understand is that as models, you know, we're definitely not perfect. You know, we have to work really hard to try to, you know, take care of our skin and, you know, work out and all the, there are all these things, but we're human, you know, like we're not perfect. You know, when I first went to New York, I was like starting to break out in acne as well. It could be a stress thing, or it could also sometimes, you know, environment, you know, new environment, new weather kind of vibes too. For sure. For sure. It's so important to understand that. Yeah. Like check in with yourself, go to the dermatologist and understand why you have this acne, because it could be from something like stress, you know, or exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like an external factor that you maybe didn't even think of because everyone gets so caught up in like, Oh, what are the products? What are you eating? That kind of stuff. Like it could be so many different things. Yeah. It can be so many different things and life is just so go, go, go. It's hard Mm -hmm. to stop and check in with yourself and be like, Oh, wait a minute, maybe my acne is because I'm really stressed. Maybe I should just try to relax a little bit more, you know, like scale back my schedule a little bit so you can take care of yourself. So important. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I also just want to like reiterate too that like as models, it's literally our job to look good all the time, to have good skin, to have good bodies. Like if it wasn't my job, I wouldn't have the time or the motivation to go to the dermatologist and to figure this stuff out, you know? So it's like, if you're struggling with whatever, if you're struggling with acne or your body or anything to do with how you look, just go easy on yourself because it's, it's probably, I mean, every every time when my skin breaks out, I'm always like, I always say to my boyfriend and all my friends, I'm like, oh my God, it looks awful. And they're like, we literally didn't even notice. So it's likely that it's more in your head than it is outward. Um, So yeah, just go, go easy on yourself. It's a good point. It's a really good point. I, another thing that I'll mention about acne is I'll throw this out there too. So when I was modeling, when I was 16, you know, I was a teenager with acne and, um, I would feel so insecure before a photo shoot. If I had like a really bad pimple, because there's all this pressure on me, all these people are watching me and I'm not perfect. Like I'm showing up, not perfect. And that like, that's not a healthy pressure to put on yourself, of course. But something that I want to mention is that I also would get acne around my hairline. And I just thought it was just regular acne. But what I found out is actually, it was my shampoo. <gasps> oh my gosh. I've heard of that. Yes. Where sometimes it depends on your skin type, which is why it's important to go to the dermatologist. Cause I went to the dermatologist and he was like, the kind of shampoo you're using isn't isn't meshing with this, you know, like the skin on your face, like your hair looks really great, but you know, your skin, it's making you break out. So that's something to 
look out for too. If you're breaking out around your hairline, it could be the hair products that you're using. Could be your shampoo. Yeah. Okay, so now let's go to some rapid fire questions because I know the girls are very curious as to <laughs> everything you do. So where do you shop? For clothes? Yes, for clothes. Um, you know, I think so. This is actually it's funny you ask this because I've been trying to figure out living in New York, everyone dresses so well. And mm-hmm. everyone has like this amazing personal style. And you're just like, you look at people on the street mm-hmm. and you're like, how do you just like look like that? Like all the time, like going to the grocery store. Um, so I've been trying to figure out my personal style and what I've been liking to do recently is, um, and I met a friend who's like a stylist and we've gotten actually really close. And so she's been like my personal stylist mm-hmm. for um, the past few weeks. And I've been, so here are my tips. I think that it's important to get a few staple pieces. So like you need a good pair of black skinny jeans. You need a good long black trench coat. You need, um, you know, there's certain shoes that you need. Obviously if you're a model, like you're gonna want um, different shoes than most people. But, um, you know, I would say invest in some really good staple pieces, like splurge a little bit, Obviously, like if you can get some stuff on sale, get some stuff secondhand, but have some staple pieces that really fit you well, you really feel good in and you can pair with anything, dress it up, dress it down. Um, And then from there, you can kind of play around. So, you know, maybe, and this is usually what I do, maybe you're just at a random thrift store and you see like a cool jacket that's not super practical and maybe it's a bit trendy, but you know, you get it and you throw it on and maybe you fall in love with it. Maybe you get rid of it the next week. Um, you know, maybe you're at Zara and you see a really cool piece and you try it out because it's 10 bucks. Like, um, I think just like having a good base of things that you can just, you know, try it and true, throw it on and then kind of just go from there with fun stuff, if that makes sense. It's so true. That is so that, I mean, how do you usually do it? Okay. Well, I've done a few different things. I feel like during the pandemic, I've been wearing a lot of color because, Mm. you know, a sad time there's a lot of terrible things happening in the world so I I like to wear yellow (laughs) sometimes no that's such a good point yeah I love seeing you wear colors and stuff on your social media because I'm always like she is just so bright and happy and it makes me happy you know thank you I think I think also that's a hack too for social media is you know like making sure that you have good lighting and then also wearing different colors because it catches people's eye you know so true Yes. So true. Yes. So I started wearing, you know, colorful things because it would make me feel happy. And I get my stuff off of Amazon. I just order generic sweatshirts without even a logo. They're, you know, they're very cheap and you can get a few colors and then you just have, you know, sweats because everyone's staying home. (laughs) So you have lots of different colored sweats, but something that I would do in Europe because I definitely was a girl on a tight budget modeling in Germany, France, and Milan. So what I would do is, you know, I would get maybe one handbag that was designer that was used, you know, like I'll just out myself. My Prada bag was $300. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's a skill. That's a skill. It is a skill. Mm-hmm. I put like a bunch of coupon codes on top of it. And it was this big thing because, you know, I never had really anything designer. I'm just a normal girl. Like, you know, I, so I decided I was like, okay, I'm going to buy this bag. And I put all the coupon codes on top of it. And so I bought one bag and it's nice because the Prada logo is on the front and I can flip it backwards. If, you know, I'm in a situation where maybe I'm not in the best neighborhood or, you know, so you don't always want to be carrying a designer bag. I could flip it backwards to hide the logo, which is another trick. Perfect. Perfect. And Perfect. Exactly. And then what I would do for my clothing is because of modeling, I used to always just wear black every day because that's what they, sometimes the modeling agencies will tell you because for some reason they like to color black in fashion. So they love it. I would just buy different cuts of the color black. You know, I buy flared pants with, you know, black flared pants and then a crop top, you know, with a different cut, you know. So I had all this different like white and black clothing in different cuts. So then I could literally just style it and it would everything in my suitcase would match because I would be sitting there and I'm like, 
Thank you. I would only, yeah. I would only be able to um, pack so many things. And I don't, I didn't know what countries I was going to. I knew that I would be going to Italy, but I didn't know I'd be going to, you know, Germany right after that would be kind of, cause they just, I mean, they just shoot you over. Like yeah. they just put you on a plane and then you're going <laughs> from country to country to country with the same yep. clothes. Mm-hmm. in this tiny little suitcase in this tiny little suitcase so everything that I packed in my suitcase I knew that I could put it into three different outfits so I never Perfect. Really, thank you yeah so I never really knew um I was never in a situation where I didn't have an outfit and on top of it here's the last thing I'll say I am very passionate about my closet <laughs> my, my prom dress was actually from forever 21 <laughs> I know and, <laughs> Throw that out there. Um, I've never heard of anyone getting a prom dress for Forever 21, but I'm excited to hear the story. Yes. So I got my prom dress from Forever 21, and it. I did it because this is a this is a whole totally another story. But um, the school that I I there at the time I was with my ex boyfriend, and um, he was at a different school, and so he took me to his school's prom, and it was this whole thing where because the girls knew I was a model. They were trying to vote me to be their prom queen and everyone was betting on my dress. So it was crazy. And I felt all this pressure around what kind of dress I was going to wear because these girls were betting on it. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to spend that much money on it because whatever they're going to say, there were all these running bets about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get it from Forever 21. And I got this kind of, it was basically just like a jersey black jersey gown and it kind of looked like the it was kind of Angelina Jolie dress vibes where it was one leg and then kind of high cut love that thank you that dress it packed really easily because it didn't wrinkle so I brought it with me to Europe and I wore that dress everywhere I wore it to like to modeling events you know because you would need a gown and it was a compressible like it wouldn't wrinkle gown it was 27 dollars from forever 21 and, you know, just dress it up with like a good pair of earrings and then you're ready to go to a gala, you know? That is so smart. I didn't even know Forever 21 sold prom dresses. Yes, they did. That is so smart. I, it was the only long dress they had. I don't know if it was really meant to be a prom dress, but I, I, right. I mean, you made it work. <laughs> that is so smart. So smart. Thank you. The other question that I was wondering is, Cause you have, you have a really good beauty routine. So what drugstore products do you use? Because I literally, I have pulled up your videos at some points at CVS and been like, she suggests this. So what do you use? Oh my God. I love that. Um, it definitely, I will say, um, just because like, I, I, I find it really fun. Like, um, I've never so much been a fashion person, but I find like beauty and makeup products and, all that kind of stuff really fun and so I'm always trying out new stuff and you know full disclosure when you're an influencer as I'm sure you get all the time you you're always getting sent new products to try and so it's fun and um as as you get sent new products you kind of like get new um favorites into your routine and then you keep using those so my collection is ever evolving but at the moment I have been loving um this is my hack that I always say in all of my TikToks I use a lip stain any lip stain um I don't have a favorite and I literally just outline I didn't do today I should have um but I outline my lips and it just makes your lips look so healthy and full and it stays on all day and you can put chapstick over it so that's number one literally any lip stain that lasts a long time um, and I do it to castings, even though you're not supposed to wear makeup, I do it. And then I love the, you know, the Maybelline concealer, the one that you like twist up and it's got the fuzzy ball on top. Mm-hmm. That one's great. That one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just like any other products I find pretty interchangeable, like a, a brow pencil is a brow pencil, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to really be picky about it or a lash curler is a lash curler. Mm-hmm. and a mascara like they're all pretty much the same um so it's kind of just finding what works for you and using it in the right way what about you what are some of your favorites Ooh, drugstore okay well this is gonna sound really tacky but I I do use my own concealer <laughs> the, <laughs> and I, model, I modeled for CoverGirl and it is the perfect shade um I have it of course really, of course it would be like like hang on wait if you don't believe me. Oh my God, I have to see it. I have yeah. to see it. I'm so excited. 
I've seen this TikTok so many times. Yes, you haven't seen it. <laughs> this is my makeup bag. I just grabbed it. It's right here. And they, they, you know, don't pay me to say this, but it's really good. I'm wearing it right now. Um, that's my favorite concealer that I use. Um, I, and then other things that I do from the, I mean, I literally have it here. Let me just grab it. Um, <laughs> yeah, show us your whole collection. For sunscreen, because I'm a redhead, I do, I use these two. I use Pacifica. The Pacifica one is really good. It's called Pacifica C and the letter C. Um, sheer face cream and then glow screen this glow screen from sephora is from super goop i'm wearing it right now it's basically like a cc cream but it's more sheer and it seen that on tiktok yeah so those are my drugstore things but the drugstore is a great place to find makeup you know 100 percent. yeah i think it's good to mix stuff from sephora along with drugstore things because there are certain certain things like drugstore mascara you've probably seen this at photo shoots where they'll use drugstore mascara instead of the things that you find at Sephora sometimes because sometimes drugstore mascara is better than high-end mascara. And then, you know, other things like lip gloss, the Dior lip gloss, I used to get into fights with my roommate about because it is amazing. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I've never tried it. It's Do really- I need to go purchase it? You, you might. If you need lip gloss, I would suggest that if you want to spend you know, a little more money on lip gloss. It's the plumping Dior lip gloss. Oh, I love a plumping moment. Yeah. I really do. I might need to go purchase it. (laughs) It's so nice. I swear it's the best, but all right. So Liz, thank you so, so much for being on my podcast. This was, oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. It was so great to talk to you. I feel like we just learned so much about each other. Obviously our whole lives are on the internet, but now we know a little more, which is so nice. And I feel like this is so fun too, because a lot of our followers follow both of our pages, I think. So, you know, it's fun now. Now you can say that we're friends. Now you can, you know, hear more about our lives on my podcast. So all right. Well, thank thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we'll definitely talk soon. Hopefully I'll see you at some kind of casting or runway show soon. Yes. Bye. Bye, Sarah. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the She Is It Report podcast, It Girl. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials at She Is It Report and check out our new website, sheisitreport.com. When you do, make sure that you put in your email so that you can get notified every time we post a new podcast of the She Is It Report. Also, remember to follow me, your podcast host, Sarah Gullickson, on all of my socials at Sarah Gullicks on TikTok and Sarah Gullickson on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in to the She Is It Report podcast.